1: Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more, all about the world of rugby. I am your host, David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game wherever I can find it, all over the globe. As you will have guessed by now, this is not your regular weekly show, but is in fact yet another bonus episode. And this time, we're sitting down for a chat with one of the newest players. To join my beloved Freejects, Mr. Mitchell Jacobson, welcome to the show, my friend. And do you prefer Mitchell or Mitch? Uh, just Mitch.
0: Uh, pleasure to be here, David. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. It's great to see you. It's great to meet you. Uh, by the way, we we almost circled around this just now before the show. Um, I see I missed your birthday by a few weeks. Happy belated birthday. It looks uh, like you turned 27 on, on the 13th. Does that mean that was like the first day you were in the United States?
0: Yeah. Uh, It was the second or third day, I think. Yeah. Wow. Didn't want too much attention on me uh, on the second or third day. And so, and luckily um, I don't think any of the boys knew actually, apart from uh, my roommate, Wayne.
1: Oh, wow. See, I I could have told them, but they didn't ask. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, my next question on my list was what did you do to celebrate, but it sounds like nothing. It sounds like you kept it on the QT. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot, actually. I think I uh, maybe gave my mum a call or she gave me a call and had a bit of a chat too. her. But um, yeah, kept it pretty low-key. Um, getting into a new country and um, settling into the new house was just, is, I don't know, just a relaxing birthday anyway.
1: That's kind of nice. So you probably know today is actually a unique day here in the United States not a holiday, technically, but we all love talking about Groundhog Day. Do you know about this? Have people in New Zealand even heard of Groundhog Day? Is it? A, I mean, it's obviously not a thing, but is something? Was it something you were aware of? Um,
0: the only thing that I can think of was one of the boys was doing a Groundhog Promo Day, but I wasn't too sure what that was about. No, I wouldn't have a clue what a Groundhog Day is. So.
1: <laughs> it's got to be one of the strangest things we've got going where you know so the idea is this this town called Punxsutawney in in uh Philadelphia no in uh Pennsylvania they, they do this big to-do he comes out if he sees his shadow he then goes back in his hole and that means that we've got six more weeks of winter. And uh, Bad news, Punxsutawney Phil did, in fact, see his shadow this morning, which we, means we've got six more weeks of winter coming. So, as we record this, we're fifteen days away from the start of the new Major League Rugby season. Yeah. Are you excited to play your first ever home game as a Free Jack in a blizzard?
0: Yeah, well, uh, if I'm to make the team, um, I heard last year the first game at home against the Toronto Arrows was. An absolute shocker weather-wise in terms of uh, snow and sleet, and I think it was about negative six or seven degrees, which which doesn't sound overly fun. But here's the hoping <laughs> that things are a little bit different this year when we when we play our first home game. Um, but I do see that we're just supposed to get to about well, we talk in Celsius about negative twenty degrees Celsius uh, in the next couple of days, so that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this coming weekend is i i love complaining about the new england weather this is not a typical new england weekend uh, saturday is supposed to be the worst it's been since 2016 i think it is so at least you don't have to get used to it or anything but definitely stay inside um fortunately as a free jack you guys go down to new orleans for, for week one and then it's on to san diego for week two the average temperature in new orleans around that time of year you know by your uh, reckoning in Celsius is between 10 and 18 same thing in San Diego but so by the time you actually open up Fort Quincy as we fans like to call it it's going to be mid-March which means you might you know get a massive sunburn or you might need a swan dry anorak or something to keep you warm
0: yeah yeah that's the thing I've heard that um February is 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 one of the months that actually gets the most snow so It'll be interesting. I suppose we won't know what we're gonna need to expect and, and what sort of game plan we're going to have to play until the week mm. of you know, when we get something more specific. So, and and on that note, I suppose this weekend with it going to be the crazy temperatures, we actually head down to Texas. So we're going to a warm,
1: oh a warm oh, that's right as well so Pre-season we about, stuff in Houston. I think right.
0: That's right. So we get about three weeks in a row, by well, weekends in a row if we are involved in the team of of going to warmer states. So. Um, don't have to plan it just yet, but yeah, you never know. You never know what's going to happen that That first round at, uh, at the home ground. Yeah. What's going to be picked up.
1: Are you amazed? I've heard of Swan dry by the way.
0: Yeah. I was impressed. I was impressed, but, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, a few things about New Zealand, considering uh, you're, a, you're a fan of, uh, the Highlanders.
1: I am. So, um, as you've already probably gathered We fans here are a little bit nutty. We're very excited to have you here. Um, Looking at your resume, I see you've spent uh, quite a lot of time with Waikato and have captained them pretty regularly. On November 20th of 2021, I was watching as you and your team defeated the Tasman Mako who were looking to win their third premiership trophy in a row. You started at number seven that night. What can you tell us about that game?
0: Yeah, that um, was that was actually a, it was a strange old season that one. That was back uh, 2021, like you say, and it was still very COVID affected. So we'd spent um, eight weeks in Tauranga, which is, uh, for those that don't know, not our hometown. It's about an hour and a half uh, east, or hour, yeah, but over an hour east um, on the coast of New Zealand, which is actually not a bad spot to be at uh, that time of the year. November being coming into summer. Um, so we'd been away from home for about eight weeks, and we'd actually been playing all right. We'd been playing our home games in Rotorua, um, so sort of a home away from home. We'd been playing in about in front of about I don't know, a 200 people. You know, I and, forgot
1: about that. That was crazy.
0: Yeah, we'd played our semi-final against uh, Canterbury in the in the wet down in Rotorua, and then the week of the final, we get a notification, uh, get told that. We're going to be able to play the final back at Waikato Stadium, but it's going to be in front of a limited capacity crowd. So that was that was exciting. Everyone was pretty keen to get back home and, and get into their own beds and and whatnot. And yeah, come come the day of the final, we didn't. From memory, I don't think we played extremely well or anything like that. We got a couple of um, not intercept tries, but a few a few bounces of the ball that went our way, and then we managed to hang on to the end. There, it was a pretty good feeling. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Well, Tasman were favourites there. Uh, Were you also, uh, I I feel like Canterbury were favourites again the week before that too, is that right? Nobody expected Waikato to to win the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, with um, a team like Canterbury going into most playoff games, they're going to be ranked pretty highly and especially against a team like Waikato, I think um, not a lot of people give us too much of a chance, but we we were quietly confident with how we'd been playing and we... We played really well against Canterbury and coming into the Tasman game, we'd actually, we'd played Tasman down at their home ground earlier in the year and we'd, we'd beaten them um, and played, a, played quite a good game. So we, we were quite confident coming into the, into the final and it being at our home ground. Um, yeah, we were pretty excited and, and thankfully things worked out for us.
1: So what are some of your fondest memories playing for the Mulu's?
0: Uh, that would be one of them, uh, winning the competition. Um, probably winning the Ramphly Shield in 2015. I was still only re- reasonably young, but yes. and again, we were very much underdogs going down to Hawke's Bay, and we played against the Magpies team that um, was pretty highly touted, and had held on to the Ramphly Shield for a long time, um, and then. Yeah, we we weren't having the best season, but we went down there, won the one game, and got pulled onto the rally of the early Shield for the summer, which was which was awesome, especially as a young fella coming back on the bus with the Shield. It was uh, plenty of good times. Wow,
1: was that your first time getting your hands on it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, wow, we've seen it on TV quite a lot, um, and yeah, very excited as a young fella.
1: That's amazing. Um. The, the year you won the championship the npc was still using its sort of its older format of having a premiership and a championship sort of two divisions last year i think it was they switched to what i consider a more american format where there's just two conferences and everybody ends up playing each other at some point yeah. do you prefer one format to another and i guess more importantly is the npc going to stick with a format at long last
0: uh, yeah, I very much prefer the format that we had last year, where it was just everyone was going for the one, for the one trophy. There's no premiership championship. Um, I mean, you'd seen in years previous so many uh, championship teams could be premiership teams, but then essentially it wouldn't mean that much um, because you're you going for two different trophies. But now it just it seems to make sense just to go for that one, the one trophy, which I think um, a lot of players. Would have preferred, um, or probably I would almost say, ninety nine percent of players would prefer, um, yeah. And I and I think they're going to stick with that um, sort of schedule leading forward.
1: So switching gears only slightly, um, what do you think about the state of Super Rugby? Um, j- before the show, we were talking just a little. Super Rugby is actually my favourite competition. It's the first rugby I started you know really following avidly um but every single year i feel like i hear how it's dying and nobody likes it and has all these problems like why is there so much negativity around super rugby and what's your take on the current state of the competition
0: yeah yeah it's a good question um i i suppose losing losing south africa out of the super rugby wasn't a, was a massive blow um they're They bring a different style of rugby, um, much different to a New Zealand and and Australian style. And I I don't know, for a lot of the players, they enjoyed um, traveling to South Africa to play those teams at their home grounds. And and now that they're in that uh, competition up north, basically just a New Zealand-Australian competition with the Fijian team. And the minor Pacifica, they're based in New Zealand as well. So... Um, you don't get that sort of exposure to a different style of rugby as much. But um, I, I still think there's some, obviously there's some very quality rugby played there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know the crowd numbers in that. Maybe they're uh, dwindling a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know enough about the actual... Competition to know why people are saying that it's dying. I tend not to. Yeah, those.
1: I mean, I obviously don't know any of the numbers either. It's just when you when you're looking up articles, every article seems to lead with, yeah. "Oh, what's wrong with Super Rugby? Why can't they fix this?" And I'm like, "It's fine. It's great. I love this competition."
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not too sure what so those people that are saying it's dying and and they need to fix it. I'm not too sure what their solutions would be. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure. Sorry.
1: So, speaking of Super Rugby, I've seen uh, you got a couple appearances for the Chiefs, yeah. and you also played for the Sun- Sunwolves just before they vanished, sadly. What was it like being in Japan for that final year that they existed in Super Rugby?
0: Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, love my time in Japan. I was a little bit unsure about what to expect when I was going over there. Uh, this was back in 2020, and... <laughs> Got over there, did the preseason and stuff, which was a reasonably short preseason from by super rugby uh, standards. And then we got into our games. We actually played against the Chiefs at home in Tokyo. And then I think we, we played the Rebels as well, which was the only game that we'd won. And then COVID came. Uh, we came over to New Zealand, played, I think, the Hurricanes. And then we, we couldn't get back to Australia. Oh, sorry. We couldn't get back to Japan because of COVID. Uh, so, we had to base ourselves in Australia. Um, and then we only got a couple more games in before New Zealand was saying that it was going to shut its borders, which was a real shame because we had a real good crew. Um, I yeah. Think, I think we probably played the hardest teams to start the comp, which was a bit of a shame because we played the Crusaders, the Chiefs, the Hurricanes, the Brumbies, um, which are all, you know, heavyweights of the competition. And then well, maybe we could have gotten into some dif- different teams and had a bit more of a crack but there wasn't to be you know like we came back home there was still the hope of it, uh, of us flying back over and getting back into it but like obviously covid hung around for too long and they ended up mm. putting the team
1: from the outside the sun wolves were something special like just when they were starting to progress just when they're starting to get a foothold and look like something could happen Super Rugby was like, eh, you forgot to pay this bill, you're done, and and it was this ignominious sort of just tossing away. It it didn't feel like it ended well. Do you, do you think that there was something special about that Sunwolves that you miss now?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Like you say, I think they were just getting um, sort of up to speed with that level of rugby, and I, I don't think you can expect a team to to come in and then and dominate or or anything like that, to start the competition. You know, there's teams that have been established for 20, 25 plus years. I mean, you just have to look at the Drewer and look at Minor Pacifica. You know, they've got a lot of quality players in there, but they're still struggling to get some wins. But I'm sure they'll all come um, after, you know, there's a lot of boys that weren't exposed to super rugby in those, in those teams that will have a lot, you know, they'll be a lot better for the experience of having a year or two under their belt. So... Yeah, the Sunwolves, I think, and even the year before that I played for the Sunwolves, I know they picked up a scalp against the uh, against the Chiefs and and they were playing some pretty good rugby and they came pretty close to, to knocking off a few other teams. So, yeah, it is a real shame. I think there's a few other things going on in terms of Japan having their uh, top league maybe run, it, run at the same time. So... Yeah, I'm not too sure what the logistics were behind it, but it's a shame that um, they're no longer part of it because that Japanese market would have been great to continue on with the Super Rugby.
1: That's a great point. Uh, so I recently had a chat here on the show with TK, your your Jacks general manager. Obviously, it was a ton yeah. of fun. He's always great to talk to. Um, in the press release announcing your arrival here, TK was quoted as saying, the Jacobson surname is a famous one in New Zealand and Mitch has obviously has led by example at every level of the game. What did he mean by that? The name part, obviously, like I did find you have a younger brother who's also entrenched in the Waikato squad, but how well, what was he talking about? How else is the name Jacobson famous in New Zealand rugby?
0: (laughs) I think you might've been being a little bit generous there to be honest, but um... (laughs) uh uh maybe if my younger brother has played for the all blacks um and he's like uh he's he's played quite a few games this, for the chiefs so maybe that's what he's referring to my older brother has played um uh, MPC for northland and north harbor but okay maybe that's what he was referring to huh.
1: wikipedia doesn't know you have an older brother by the way He might need to do some editing
0: oh you' be a bit- He'd be a bit of a disappointed by that. He had to he had to stop playing rugby because he had um head knock he had concussion issues. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I hope he's doing well now. Um
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think he's his his headaches are still sort of reoccurring if he if he does the wrong thing. So he's gotta be a little bit careful with um the exercise and stuff he
1: does. Well, I was just about to spring into a whole secondary show about, well, was that about the, the care at the time? No, we're not doing that right now. We're, we're here to talk about Major League Rugby. Yeah. Um, how easy is it to follow MLR in New Zealand? Um, did you spend any time watching MLR? Were you just sort of too much into your own you know, rugby world, so to speak? Can someone in the Aotearoa just sort of turn on the TV and find MLR games?
0: Yeah, actually, funnily enough, you can, you can find MLR games. I remember a couple of years when one of my, my friends was playing for uh, Washington, D.C., I turned on Sky Sport, which is one of the main sport providers in New Zealand, and, and they were playing his game against – I can't remember who it was against, so I thought, oh, it's not bad, you know, getting the MLR on, on um, TV in New Zealand – uh, is pretty good. So, yeah, you can actually find it. I don't, well, they wouldn't play all their games, but I think maybe they had one feature game every every week and they'd play it at whatever time it might be.
1: That's so cool. I mean, especially because the seasons, as you well know, the seasons abut each other where MLR ends and the MPC starts like almost immediately. So, maybe MLR can fill that void in New Zealand when you're waiting for the National Provincial Championship to start back up.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Well, that's why you get a lot of NPC players coming over to play MLR because it works out so well in terms of season. Um, there is a Super Rugby on at the, at the at this time of the year as well, the same time mm-hmm. as MLR, so um, that'll probably that would definitely take, I suppose, the main s- slots uh, in the broadcasting.
1: So, what do you think? And this is you know sort of looking ahead. What do you think is going to be your biggest adjustment? Moving from the NPC to Major League Rugby, you know, what do the other Kiwis in the squad tell you who've been here for at least a year or so? What what do they tell you that are are some of the adjustments you're going to have to make as a player? Probably
0: the main one is just playing on turf. Um, We don't play on turf back home. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of makes me sad. Yeah, (laughs) uh, it it takes a little bit more to tackle someone on a, at training you know it hurts a little bit more and get a few grass burns. but um, <laughs> being, being at training so far I've been pretty impressed with the level that uh, everything's run at you know and especially um, in behind the rugby stuff in terms of uh, the office and, and the gym set up and everything's been really good so have been really impressed with that um, in terms of adjustments I'll, I suppose I, I can't really answer that yet because I haven't played a game so um, it'll be good to get out there, get a bit of a feel for things, play a bit of rugby, and yeah, I suppose I wouldn't imagine have to adjust too much. Um, it's just, it's just a game of rugby after all, I suppose.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, like you said, you haven't played a game yet, so leading up to this, what is your excitement level like as we come within a couple of weeks of kicking off the 2023 season?
0: Yeah, I'm, like like I say, like I'm excited to get out there and. And curious as to you know, I'm, I have a reasonable idea of what to expect but I'm, I'm keen to see not only what the opposition bring but what we can do as a team as well. I think we've got a really quality group of players and um, you know everyone seems to get along off the field and a few do's together so yeah, just, oh, just excited to get out there and, and start the journey as a new team I suppose. Well, not a new team but a new team for me.
1: Sure. Um, and, and obviously, you're going to be visiting a lot of American cities this year. Um, a lot of places you've obviously never been to before. Do you have a place sort of circled on your calendar, like a city? What's the away game you're most looking forward to this year?
0: Um, I'm pretty keen to get over to California and, and San Diego yeah. and have a, have a look around there.
1: San Diego, um, I've long argued, is the most beautiful city in the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm keen to get over there and see what it's all about. And and if I am named in the team, we'll get that ticked over, off pretty early. So uh, that'll be cool. And then i just, yeah, it would be cool to get down to Texas and see what that's all about. And Obviously, to be fair, coming over here, I was most excited to get to Boston and, and see what Boston's all about because um, I, mean, I was actually – I followed basketball pretty pretty closely for a, a couple of years ago, and I was a big fan of the Celtics. And hey, all right. And I was um, traveling through Europe with my partner earlier, oh sorry, late last year, and bumped into a few Americans, and they all spoke of of how nice Boston is. So, kinda get over here and and see what um, the city's like? And yeah, it's just a bonus to get to other cities and play against different teams um, in different states. But yeah, that's that's. One of the major pulls for coming over here as well is is that you get to travel around the different states and see different parts of America.
1: So at 27 years old, you're still a young man, but you also have, you know, eight-plus years' experience playing at a very high level. What are your own personal goals this year? You know, in what areas are you looking to improve your own game personally?
0: Uh, I think always looking to improve... um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to probably just get the, get the, get my hands on the ball a bit more and, and see what I can do with ball in hand. Um, I like it. it. It seems like the Free Jacks play a really good uh, open, free-flowing style of rugby. You know, a lot of counter-attack stuff. So, if I can get my hands on the ball in a bit of space, it'll be good. See how the see how I go. Um, like I so say, with a bit of space and just if I can add anything to the team um, with having that bit of experience, and that'll be that'd be cool if I can add to the environment or add to the team and maybe a little bit of not wisdom, but a little bit of input around a few different things, but we'll see how that goes as it, as the season rolls on.
1: What is the ideal version of Mitch at the end of this year? Like if the end of this year comes, what do you think you will have accomplished for yourself? Like, is there something where if you haven't hit this benchmark, you're going to be like, ah, Mitch, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. I think, um,
0: I suppose on a personal side would just be to perform at a, at a level that I'm happy with, you know, whether that's good enough to make, to to start for the team or not, you know, like as long as I'm playing rugby that I can be happy with and hang my hat on, then that's all good, you know, and turn up the training and, and, and try and get better, I suppose, with uh, throughout the week. And then obviously as a team, you want to, you want to come over here and when you don't want to come over here and, and just participate because I know that uh, the free jacks have, have been a quality team for the last couple of years, but they haven't, haven't been able to um, scale that final, final uh, hurdle. So, yeah, we coming here to try and win a competition.
1: So when you look at the Free Jack schedule coming up, there are two – you've probably noticed this already – there's two sort of big chunks on the schedule where you're going to have almost – well, in one case, two full weeks, in another case, 13 days between games – are those breaks when you're looking to get some golf in?
0: <laughs> always looking to get some golf in. I'm actually uh, on the hunt for some clubs at the moment because uh, we get we get the odd day off in terms of a Wednesday midday, which is a, a recovery day, but I'd like to think that walking a golf course for nine holes or or maybe even a cart for 18 is, is good recovery. But, yeah, always always on the lookout to get some golf in. And I know a few of the boys are into into their golf here as well which is good because uh i i thought that maybe i was coming here and and none of the boys played but um i'm happily happily wrong with that assumption and um, (laughs) i think we'd be trying to trying to link something up with one of the clubs here to get a little bit of a um membership going
1: okay a little competition I mean, that, that leads perfectly to my next question, which is who on this team right now could potentially give you a run for your money out there on the links.
0: I think um, there's a few boys that go pretty well. I'm actually not the best golfer, but um, I, do, I do enjoy it. Uh, Cole Keith, he plays off the three. I think he's, oh. he is, he's pretty handy.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah, I had no idea until the weekend just gone, so... Um he'd be, he'd be really keen to get out on the sticks with me as well. And I know there's a few other guys that say they don't play as much, but they're, they're keen to get out there. So, oh, and, and actually, my flatmate, uh, Wayne, he, he's keen to get out on the sticks as well. So um, we've got to we'll have a decent crew.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you Kiwis and those Canadians, you're always bragging. You can't stop talking about yourselves. So obviously, it's very <laughs> yeah, surprising yeah, probably, that nobody probably. mentioned it.
0: We were very much like that.
1: <laughs> Mitch, my new best friend thank you for spending some time with us today um, can I be give you a, just a, a few short answer questions just to close this out
0: yeah, no problem at all
1: so, lightning round these don't have to be one word answers I'm thinking more like one sentence short okay. answer kind of thing have you adequately prepared I assume you were up all night studying for this, right?
0: <laughs> I don't know what to study for
1: Oh, you didn't get the textbook? I said, oh, dang. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So these questions are intentionally very different and random, just so as you know. Question the first. What were your first immediate impressions of the United States? I'm guessing, you know, things aren't really all that different, but is there anything that sort of jumped out for you when you got here?
0: Yeah, the the amount of fast food restaurants driving around the city. (laughs) Crazy (laughs)
1: It's so funny that you say that because literally the next question I have written down is why is KFC so popular in New Zealand? I mean, <laughs> I love Kentucky Fried Chicken, but I'm not going to be wearing a bucket, uh, you know, in the stadium at a rugby game or anything, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe there's not that many nice chicken places in New Zealand and KFC's well check KFC's pretty good. And yeah, Kiwis do love it, don't they? It's a very popular fast food chain. Yes. I those McDonald's and Burger King back home, but yeah. Um, Kiwis love the KFC.
1: So, my friend Phil, we already mentioned uh, before the show, who runs the Jacks Rangers show, the best Free Jacks dedicated fan show around. He wanted me to ask you this um, You bear an uncanny resemblance to a certain very famous All Black. Are you actually Richie McCaw pretending to be somebody else so you can extend your playing career?
0: <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish I was on. Um... <laughs> I wish I was on his contract, <laughs> <But> <laughs> course, and, I, and I've been asked that so many times, especially, especially overseas. Um, yeah, and I, even random people will say to me, "Oh, do you know you look like Richie?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that of I get that a, little, I'll get that a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay, totally switching gears. Most binge-worthy show right now? What show are you glued to your TV watching?
0: Oh, this is a bit embarrassing, but. I've thrown it back quite a few years and um I'm watching Breaking Bad.
1: (laughs) Oh it's so good. I will never go back and rewatch it because it's so it's so intense. But oh my god. Yeah,
0: it's so good. Um yeah, I was I I, I, I remember starting it years ago back when I was uh first year of university and um I think I went away and my flatmates kept watching it, so I never ended up finishing it and then Mm. I sort of Netflix I thought I'll do that to kill a bit of time and yeah been chipping away at a few episodes of it is it's really good
1: okay I'm intentionally zigging zagging here there have been a ton of coaching changes at the highest level in rugby lately two coaches who have endured a lot of criticism have retained their positions Gregor Townsend of Scotland of course and Ian Foster of New Zealand is Fozzie the right person to lead the All Blacks as we head towards the next Men's World Cup
0: Um, as far as I'm aware, yeah, I've I've heard he's he's quite a good coach, so, um, I know he cuts a lot of stick, but as as far as I'm aware, yeah, I suppose we'll wait and see.
1: Here's an either or for you. Beautiful beach or super fancy pool? Beautiful beach. Yeah. Every time, right? Every time. Uh, who is the hardest worker on the free jacks?
0: Ooh, um, I reckon probably Ben massage. He's he's a bit of a freak.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that. He's another newbie here. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Break. Other side of that coin, kind of. Who is the biggest goof on the free jacks?
0: Um, probably Tavita Sole. Really? Yeah.
1: Is <laughs> so he a like, crankster or just a
0: goof? Just a, just a bit of a goof when he wants to. Be.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, or, or or um, sorry, Joel Hintz. Joel Hintz.
1: Ah, so T- TK said Joel <laughs> Hints. <laughs> when you yeah, look yeah. at his, uh, you know, his team photo, he doesn't look like the guy who's going to get that vote. But apparently,
0: he's a hot He's a real funny dude. <laughs>
1: okay i'm switching gears majorly again here yoga or pilates
0: my flexibility would say none um i'd say yoga
1: okay uh so this is going to make it 10 so this will be our final question will somebody finally beat the freaking crusaders in super rugby this year
0: i don't think so, <laughs> so <laughs> the blues they,
1: they, they, were, they were right fight. there they had a better record last year they were right there i favored them I couldn't yeah, get it. Done.
0: That's I, they didn't the crusaders weren't um yeah they weren't smashing everyone all year and then when it comes to the final game or last couple of games they turn it on they always seem to say so, yeah, is I that what be- they do
1: do they just save it and then just surprise you with it
0: I don't know. I don't know what's going on down there, but there seems to be a bit of a factory for turning out good, uh, turning out good players and and good teams. I mean, what are they won now? It's something ridiculous, but yeah, they'll be a tough it's team.
1: Unprecedented. To I don't think there's any team like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's no, crazy.
1: Uh, and by the way, and this isn't even on my list. Um, you take the Crusaders. You take Leinster from Ireland. You take Saracens. From England, and you take Toulouse from France, and you put them in a four-team tournament. Yeah, who's winning?
0: Oh, I wouldn't actually even know because I, I I don't watch. I wouldn't. I haven't watched Toulouse, Leinster, or who was the other one you said? So Saracens. Saracens. I, I haven't watched them play, but yeah, I, I would almost. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. It would depend That's or, fair. on a few. That's things. fair yeah i haven't i haven't watched enough of the others play
1: i shouldn't have gone off script there <laughs> so oh and and wait i did i i in fact lied we're going to make it 11 questions although i guess that this makes it 12 same question i finished with when i was talking to tk who is going to win the mlr shield this year and why is the answer the new england free jacks
0: yeah um i think just cuz we play a different brand of footy I reckon to what, what um, different teams will play and we've got a looking at our squad we've got a, a great lot of depth you know we've got um, yeah I think if, if which we will we'll pick up a few injuries but I think the guys that will be secondary to them will, will come in and add add to the team and I think that's that shows the class of a, of a great squad um, the coaches have done really well to get um, quality guys right across the park and yeah, I think I think Free Jacks will be a tough team to beat this year, and um, obviously in those in those big games, it comes down to a few few key moments. And if we can mm-hmm. out those moments, then we'll go a long way to winning it. So I suppose yeah, it'll just be how we handle those those moments in the big games, and uh, hopefully hopefully the ball bounces our way, and we're sitting here in four or five months talking about how we won it.
1: Well, I th- I think you are going to be really happily surprised with how great the fan support is yeah. the experience at at fort quincy as we call it uh i mean you've been to the stadium right um the problem that is probably weird for you the lines on the field because it's a multi-use stadium there's yeah. too many lines on the damn field yeah, it, it confuses yeah. players uh have you already gotten over that is it already makes sense in a way uh
0: yeah getting used to it getting used to it i'm sure mm-hmm. the um like the flagpoles and stuff on the sideline it'll be pretty clear and, and pretty straightforward but um yes yeah, it's, it's a it's a cool little stadium and and it and from what i've heard the atmosphere is really good And yeah like you say the fans turn out and they're really really passionate and dedicated fans so i'm looking forward to our first home game and see what it's all about
1: it's going to be fantastic mitch jacobson back row extraordinaire an instant fan favorite Thank you so much for your time and for putting up with, with my personal silliness. Uh, before I let you go, any last thoughts, anything you'd like to share, either with your new fans here or your dedicated fans back home in New Zealand?
0: Oh, I just yeah, really excited to to be here in Boston playing for the New England free, free jacks and can't wait to to see you on the on the sideline. Feel free to come up and say good day and, and have a bit of a chat.
1: Oh, I will. There will be probably two or three jerseys I'll be asking you to sign as well. Yeah, yeah. Good, sir. That was simply smashing. I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate your generosity with your time and your insights. Can I pencil you in to come back on, you know, maybe sometime mid-season, do brief check-in when you're not out, uh, you know, getting 18 holes in?
0: Yeah, definitely. No, we can do that.
1: That will be amazing. I can't wait. Thank you again, Mitch. I can't wait to see you in Fort Quincy in uh, just over a month now. It's going to be so great
0: that sounds good. I look forward to it.
1: So my friends, as always, thanks to all of you for coming along. To everyone across the globe, cheers, talk to you soon, and be well.